Welcome back to another episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are diving into our series celebrating Women's History Month with some of our favorite titles written by women about women. So if you caught our last pitch episode from our romance series, we are bringing it back for another round in this series. But instead of four books each, we have picked five books to do different rounds of and we've got a whole variety of genres in here yeah so so I'm really excited instead of sharing like the trope that was about the book we'll let you know what genre it falls into before we pitch it to each other yeah and I'm really excited about doing this because I think I've mentioned it a million times on my bookstagram but I don't think I've mentioned it here yet before I started bookstagram I was like a one genre girl. Mm-hmm. I exclusively read thrillers. And can't now relate. <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> but now I honestly thrillers are the last that's the last genre I pick up. I mean, I'm like I used to swear historical fiction was my least favorite genre. And when I look back at my favorite books from 2019, and even the ones that I've really liked so far this year, they all are historical fiction. Like, what? That's so crazy. Well, we have gotten a lot of requests to do to do a thriller series, so I think we may have to revisit it at some point, which will be hilarious because, like I said, I don't read th- thrillers because I like to sleep at night. I don't know. I think I think what always drew me to the thriller was that it there was always that promise that something really exciting was going to happen. You know, and so even if it's a slow burn, you're like, there's going to be something really, really great that's going to come, which is kind of like, I guess, what we like about romance, too. You're, you yeah. know there's gonna it's going to come to a head at some point. So that's what I liked about thrillers, too, is even when it was slow, like I kept going because I wanted to see what happened. But I feel like the books that have been published in since 2018 – the later half of 2018 and on have just been so predictable that it hasn't even been worth it but convince me convince me I'm wrong I'll put one, <laughs> we'll, we'll have like one of those tables it's like all thrillers are the same convince me I'm wrong yeah I mean I have an incredibly overactive imagination and so when Riley Sager's bo- book came out um lock every door it was like in a New York City luxury Manhattan building I was like I'm out. Nope. <laughs> nope. Can't read yeah. it. Like, nope. Can't. But I'm really, really excited for the books that you are going to be pitching because I think you and I have the same taste in books, but you are way sans thrillers, sans thrillers. Um, but I feel like you are way more open to like reaching outside your comfort zone. Actually, it's it's not that I'm more open-minded. It's just that I have zero impulse control. <laughs> like and I'm so easily influenced that I mean, all you have to do is say one sentence. One sentence in your review that's like this is the best. Everybody should read it and I'm like done, added, doing it. Like how uh I decided to read Serpent and Dove is beyond me because I was like (laughs) fantasy I I literally said I will try any genre but fantasy you're not going to get me there well (laughs) if you know anything about my feelings about reading the Dutch house then you know I'm annoyingly stubborn when people tell me what to do 
actually Alex is here. She's <gasps> just going to she's going to do a sixth book for my <laughs> She's my side. infiltrated. <laughs> she, she's here. Are Alex at illiterate cats. Love you. Not reading the Dutch house. <laughs> I don't care You're if Tom Hanks it. narrates the audio people. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it. Okay, but you, didn't you commit to reading that if she read The Simple Wild? Are you yes. really going to abandon The Simple Wild like that, Phoebe? Like, are you really going to let, are you really going to let Calla and Jonah down like that? I am working my way. I will read it if Alex reads The the Simple Wild. So if well, you. Well, who goes first? Is this a game of chicken? Well, no, we have to read them at the exact same time. Okay. Like, the decision needs to be made. Like, Okay. So if someone, like, waves a white flag, is like, fine, I'll do it. The other one has to do it, too. Got it. Okay. I'll work on it. Yeah. Okay. On that note, other books that we love to recommend. Should we get started? I guess so. I guess so. Let's go. Ready? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. I Let me get my timer. Okay. Ooh, good idea. If you didn't... I always open my calculator. That is not the timer. I do um, that when I try to make a phone call, too. <laughs> If you did not listen to our pitch episode from the romance genre, we each have one minute to convince the other one to read one of our very favorite books. We get very uh, animated and I get very nervous. So 30 seconds of my one minute is like, oh my God, oh my God, it's almost over. And we and we don't script this at all. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. All right, Ashley, you're starting this time. Oh my God, I start? Oh, yes. Geez. You okay. had that stipulation. It's in your contract. No. I'm ready. Or do you have the timer up? I do. Um, okay. Introduce the title. Okay. Before We're the timer starting. starts. Okay. We are starting out with a bang. My favorite book of 2019. If You Want to Make God Laugh by Bianca Murray. And this is historical fiction. Go. Okay. This is the story of three women from three very different backgrounds takes place in South Africa these women normally would never meet and or they just have lives that are very different from one another and somehow they all come together in the most beautiful and effortless book that's both character driven and plot driven honestly um it keeps you on the edge of your seat and it deals with so many themes of Um, motherhood and sacrifice and faith and it is a beautiful testament to um womanhood great book for this series stop perfect oh okay that was good okay gotten better at this i'm impressed very proud of you i love south africa i read trevor noah's book um yeah uh, and i did the reverse i read this book and then uh, I did it for a buddy read. It was Cray and Janine's um, Not Your Mo- Not Your Mama's book club pick. And everyone was like, if you really like this and you want to learn more about South Africa, read Trevor Noah's book. So I did. Okay. Yay. Okay. All right. My first book is a book that I did mention in our Simple Wild review, um, which is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. It is also historical fiction. Okay. Ready? Yes. And go. The Great Alone is the story of the Albright family, Lenny, her mother Cora, and her father Ernt, who moved to Alaska in the 1970s. Her father was a prisoner of war in Vietnam, and 
it explores um, addiction, post-traumatic stress disorder, familial relationships, community relationships, and unfortunately, the cycle of domestic abuse. Um, Lenny is our main protagonist, and we follow her from her uh, early teens all through her adult life. Um, We watch her fall in love, have a relationship, and really deal with escaping from her father's, like under her father's wrath. Um, But it's a really, really important look into mental health in this beautiful backdrop of Alaska. Stop. Okay. That was good. Thank you. It's so much hard. Like, I feel like since there's no formula that these books all sort of follow, like a romance, it's like hard. And like, what points are important to hit in one minute? Yeah. I'm I'm a little worried about this next one. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to be like, blah, it's a book. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A book? (laughs) What? So, um, wait, side note, my friend Mark, who I mentioned in our Big Brother episode, uh, and we're, we're best friends co- now. Yes, Ashley and Mark are now best friends. One of our friends in college, uh, they were in class together, and this girl was missing for like two weeks, and she walked in, and she's like, sorry, I had walking pneumonia. And our oh friend goes, God. it walks? <laughs> <laughs> so now Mark and I all the time just go, it walks? <laughs> so I was like, a book? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not helping your nerves. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Okay, what is your next book, Ashley? (sighs) Oh my gosh, I feel like I can't breathe right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) So stressful. Okay, my next book is Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. And this is contemporary women's fiction. Ready? Okay. (laughs) Okay. And... I'm ready. Go. Okay. This is the story of, as you can tell by the title, of Evie Drake. And she is starting her life over. She uh, loses her husband in um, a very emotionally dramatic way for her and where she was in her life. And uh, she then has to pick up her pieces and and refine herself and love herself for the first time. And part of that involves getting a roommate uh and her roommate's name is dean and he is a professional baseball player that had a big like blunder in his career and is trying to also rediscover himself so it's a story of um a lot of friendship and love and more ways than one and it's set in coastal maine it's a beautiful little story (laughs) good hey Okay. Yeah, it was only 54.25 seconds. Yeah. I feel like that was okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have not, I have, I know people love that book. I haven't read it. It just feels like a warm hug. Aww. You know, it's not, it's not going to be the best thing you've ever read in terms of it's not doing anything revolutionary, but it just made me feel really good, oh, I guess. Well, that's nice. Um, okay. So. My next Ready? Book. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. My timer went away. Oh. Um, well, I'll introduce it while you get it back. Okay. My next book is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, um, and it is contemporary fiction. I've got it. Ready? Okay. Yep. And begin. 
Such a Fun Age is the debut novel from Kylie Reed that is told in dual perspective between two characters, Alix and Amira. Amira. Um, Alex or Alix. The audio says Alix, so I'm stressed. <laughs> um, but it's the first time I have to say it, had to say it out loud. Um, Alex and lives in New York City, and she's a full time blogger and like women's empowerment speaker. And Amira is a um, fresh out of college grad um, living in Philadelphia. And when Alix moves to uh, moves to Philadelphia. She hires Amira for her nanny for her three-year-old, and it is a book about racial stereotypes, um, racial typing, and it's a very relevant novel for today, but it's still light and fun, and it doesn't make the decisions for you on who is the bad guy and who is wrong. Stop. Okay. That was good. Um, I'm so intrigued by this. And that's the last point about like keeping it light and fun, but still dealing with very serious topics. That I think is why Cassidy compared it to the Hearts Invisible Furies. Obviously hmm. the, the topics are not at all similar, um, but that's something that he does in that book is it's written like humorous a little bit at times and sometimes sarcastic but what is covered is so heavy and well anyways okay sorry i'm I'm talking about a man in the middle (laughs) of our woman's histories speaking of books you can't stop talking about ashley what's your next book so my next book that i haven't really mentioned much on this podcast or bookstagram is serpent and dove it is a fantasy book and it is by Shelby Maherin. Okay, ready? Yes. Ready. Go. This is a story also told in dual perspectives. On the one hand, we have Lou, who is a firecracker. She's kind of like a modern day Robin Hood-ish figure. Or she's, you know, she steals food and um stuff to kind of just keep living and she's forced into this sort of isolation and um like hiding herself because of her backstory which you learn throughout the course of the novel and the other perspective is reed who is this basically like law enforcement kind of guy in this world and so we've got a thief and we've got a law enforcement guy and they're put into an like an arranged marriage essentially um or a marriage of convenience and there's this enemies to lovers angle to it um Lou is actually a witch and Reed's main job is to hunt witches but he doesn't know she's a witch so there's also this like tension Sorry. I could have done it better. But that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's okay. the angle. I mean, that's a big book. Yeah, it's 500 pages. Um, it's also YA. I don't think I mentioned that. It's YA fantasy. Um, so it, it reads a lot quicker, I think, than maybe adult fantasy. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm zero, I'm not an expert at all on this, so I don't even know why I can even speak to that. But I think that what I mentioned is enough to pull you in if you're not a fantasy reader. Like, if you're a romance reader... I think you would like it. Oh, fun. My next book is Know My Name by Chanel Miller, which is a memoir. And I will say that I think it was the most important book of the Mm -hmm. last decade. 100%. Okay. Okay. 
Ready? Yes. Begin. If you don't know the name Chanel Miller, now you do, but you may have known her previously as Emily Doe. Um, in 2015, she was the victim of a sexual assault on the Stanford University campus by Brock Turner, and she remained anonymous all throughout the trial process. Uh, she released her memoir in October of this year, and it details obviously the trial and her trauma, but it also is a very intimate look into our justice system. And it is written with incredible strength, incredible beauty, and incredible hope. I absolutely loved it, and I feel weird saying that about a book that's so tragic, but Chanel is my hero, and if it deals with difficult topics, so please take care of yourself if you choose to read it, but it is an icon, and it should be taught in schools. Boom. That was so good. That was that was really good. That almost sounded scripted. It was so good. I'm proud of you. I just love that book so much. I love her. I want to be friends with her. Chanel, your Instagram is my favorite. Like, come on the podcast. We love you. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if she drew, like, a little skit? Like, me sitting down to watch Phoebe and Ashley's podcast. Oh, my gosh. I She's such a talented artist. She's such a wonderful person. And I she's think... She's so talented. She, um, she seems to be, like, really embracing her impact now I think she was really overwhelmed when the first this is literally I don't talk to her I have no idea if this is true just based off of her social media presence I think she seemed very overwhelmed in the beginning because now Mm -hmm. like if you tag her she always reposts it she comments on people's posts or if they're reading the book like she does a lot of speaking engagements and I just think it's so empowering to see a young woman really reclaim her voice and it is just like I, I think I've never gone through a trauma like she did, but I thought the stages of grief and the stages that she describes in the book were so raw and honest that maybe if anyone has gone through something similar, it would be like great validation that you're not alone. Right. And I feel like she, she mentions, I don't know if it's in her author's note or, or on her social media, but she, or in her interviews, but she makes it a point of saying my main goal in writing this book was to write exactly how I felt in that moment and I think that sets her apart from maybe some other memoirs definitely um, that aren't there aren't reflective like she was very much talking about her experience in the moment yeah I agree okay ready what's your next book my next book is a backlist title taking it all the way back to 2016 with All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda, who is my favorite author. This is back when I exclusively read thrillers, but she's still my favorite author. And um, she's written 10 books, and I've read all 10 of them. Yay. And it's a thriller. Okay. Ready? Ready. Go. This is the story of Nick. She is from a small town in North Carolina. She moves to the big city. I think she moves to like Boston. And she's a lawyer or she's married. She gets engaged to a lawyer and she's got this successful life, whatever. Her father um, gets sick. I think he has dementia. She has to come back to her childhood home and help 
fix up the house and sell it and all this stuff. So she's forced back into her hometown and she left 10 years prior because a girl had gone missing and when she returns a second girl goes missing so is this is a, a story of um her rediscovering herself figuring out whether she can actually leave her hometown and also solving a mystery in the meantime good yeah that was only 45 seconds oh my god i had so much more time there was so much more i could have said i really thought i was Oh, I thought I was at the end. No, but I, I, I ended it on such a good button. Okay, yeah, I've learned I've learned things from Phoebe. One of one of which is is the button. <laughs> I was like, she's done. She's got nothing else to say. I'm into it. There's also well, I'll I'll take my 15 seconds to say, uh, what I like about Megan Miranda's writing style is I think it's very digestible for a non-thriller reader. Mm. Um, oh, I also forgot to mention this story is told backwards. Ooh, okay. I've I've yet to find a story that I love being told backwards. So yeah, the first part of the book, you know, like setting it up, is told like chronological, mm-hmm. and then you get to like the mystery part, and then it starts going backwards. Okay, so so with the romance genre, we talked about steam levels. Where yeah. is like the scare level in this thriller? Oh, in this one not a lot at all okay like very that's that's what I was gonna say the reason I think she's a very good author to read if you're new to thrillers is they're usually just it's not like it's funny because she writes YA and she writes adult this is her first this was her first adult novel and she um has a science degree and so her YA novels are all all have this some sort of science angle to it or supernatural angle to it she always uses her books to explore some questions she thought about in school but her adult novels don't have that at all and they're what I love about them is because you've got this mystery with a little bit of suspense built in and you're like oh who did it like but then you also always have a very strong story of of relationships either friendships or a love interest there's always a love interest which gets me through it so I would highly recommend her as a great she's like a great beach read thriller like not a not a keep you up all night kind of thing nice Okay, so my next book also comes from my favorite genre, the memoir, (laughs) Um, and it is uh, From the Corner of the Oval by Beck Dory Stein. Yay. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Go. From the Corner of the Oval is the story of Beck Dory Stein when she is sort of feeling lost living in D.C. in her late 20s. And she winds up being a stenographer in the Obama White House. Regardless of politics, this is a story about coming of age, finding yourself, figuring out what real love is and what your true passions are in life and how to have a heck of a lot of fun under a heck of a lot of stress. Um, Even though Beck worked in the Obama White House, this is not a book about politics. Um... So if you have differing views, don't be afraid of it. I loved this book because I read it at 26 and I could not relate more to a lot of the things that she was saying. And it's so much fun and she's great to follow on Instagram. And also, Beck, I want to be your friend. So Boom. I want to be your friend. She's so funny. She's hilarious. 
like that her was life good. is I want to read I want to read that now I almost honestly, picked that up at the bookstore she I think she worked for him for like either I think she started in 2012 so it's like for it's like reading through someone's like extended college years where like she's staying up late they're traveling they're partying like she's doing so much work and she only wear only wore pink shoes um it's so great i'm not gonna spoil anything because there's so many moments in it that i'm just like oh it's so great yay oh that sounds really good okay cool added to the tbr woohoo your last book my last book these episodes always fly. They're so fun. I know. Um, and this isn't even, I'm not going to even say saving the best for last because I love all of these books, but I started on a really, really high note with my favorite book of 2019. I'm ending on my second favorite book of 2019, my runner up. It actually came out in 2018, but I read it in 2019. Pressure. This is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, and it is historical fiction slash kind of mystery ready ready okay go this is the story of kaya and her entire life and it is just a just as much a story about her um becoming a woman and finding herself when she has nobody to help her as it is a solving of a murder and it's told in like two different time periods kaya growing up and then this murder that happens later on and so the years of her growing up eventually catch up to the the murder if that makes sense and kaya is known in her town as the marsh girl she lives in the marshland she's incredibly poor she has no family and nobody to help her through and yet she is able to triumph and become a strong woman all on her own um and it's a story of classism and sexism and racism and um all with a a mystery there and it really makes you think hard about society and what is right and what is wrong stop i gave you four extra seconds because i liked where you're headed thank you you i needed to have that little button (laughs) (laughs) um okay i guess i'll give it another try yeah, I I also think that the audio is really good. I mean, the hardest part about the book, I think, is the dialect. It takes place in the South. It takes place in North Carolina, actually. Oh, fun. And the coast of North Carolina. And there are strong accents. But I loved the audio book. Like, there are some moments that I still am like, Kaya! <laughs> like it's like it's like oh. oh it just warms my heart okay okay definitely I sobbed I didn't sob as much as I sobbed with if you want to make God laugh I mean that book like left me in shambles oh dear shambles the good kind of shambles though right <laughs> yeah a great a great kind like I was like how could a book be written this beautifully okay my last book is probably my most surprising book that I read in 2019. Um, And one that took me a little bit to get into. And once I was into it, I was like, I love this story. So it is Mrs. Everything by Jennifer Weiner. It is contemporary fiction, contemporary women's fiction, I suppose. All right, go. 
Okay, it's the story of Joe and Bethy Kaufman, who are sisters. It is a multi-generational uh, story, and it's told in dual perspective between the two sisters. Um, it deals with them growing up and their competitive nature, and one being the perfect girly little sister and the other being a little more rough around the edges and trying to figure herself out. So we watch Joe discover her sexuality and Bethy go through a severe trauma, but they remain sisters and have a very strong relationship. And it's a beautiful story of self discovery and um, reflection and just sort of like all the things that women are told to keep quiet. This book kind of shouts that out and like carves that the carves that out of your heart um to really be honest with yourself good Whew. that was good that's a hard we're one good. to describe without spoilers <laughs> yeah i feel like we're i feel like we're getting better at this i think so too that was really fun i love doing the pitch episodes this is my favorite this is my favorite i could do this all the time i love i it. know <laughs> it's fun to do it every series um yeah. So we hope that you enjoyed today's pitch episode. And if you choose to pick up any of these titles, please let us know on our Instagram at readitorlistitpod. You can also find all of these titles as well as the other books that we've mentioned in this series there. And we'll usually put them up in our stories and save them in a highlight. And links on where to find them can be found at readandwrite.com. Yes, and make sure to tune in next week for a review of If You Want to Make God Laugh by Bianca Murray. I am so excited to do this. Staying true to what we did last series with The Simple Wild, we are going to do two episodes. One will be spoiler free for those people who haven't read it yet. And the second episode will be full of all the spoilers where Phoebe and I sit down and really have a full-on discussion about the book and the themes and the characters and the plot and everything and as always if you have any concerns regarding trigger warnings or content warnings each of the books that we've mentioned already has a review up on our individual pages so any of the books that i mentioned you can find at read and write and there will be trigger and content warnings listed and ashley where can they find yours they can also you can also find mine at, on my Instagram at underscore shelf love underscore, and I have a highlight saved with my reviews as well as they're all on my feed. Um, and if you can't find them, please just message us and either on the podcast Instagram page or our individual Instagram page, and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can also look on the website doesthedogdie.com, and that is a full list of triggers for whatever content you're looking at book movie tv show etc and i try to update the book section on there as often as possible with the books that i read so if you like today's episode please leave a review and a rating if you're listening on apple podcast or head over to at read it or list it pod to comment on today's post thanks for listening and we'll see you next time original music by jake thorne Original artwork by Lindsay Huckabee. You can find Lindsay on Instagram at Lindsay Draws It Again or on Etsy at Lindsay Draws Co. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.